0: Hey, my name is Tanil, and I'm passionate about helping mom entrepreneurs reach their true potential while navigating the chaotic journey of life, family and business. I'm a digital marketing specialist, an extremely curious human with a growth mindset and a certified wizard of the mind, specializing in clinical hypnotherapy and rapid transformational therapy. This is where the woo rubber meets the road, my friends. We will dive into empowering discussions, actionable strategies, and inspiring stories to help you thrive in both your personal and professional lives. So pull up a comfy chair, and let's ditch the debate and make it happen. Welcome to another episode of Ditch the Debate and Make it Happen podcast. I'm your host, Tennille, and today we're going to dive into a topic that touches the core of human relationships. We'll explore the intricate dynamics between empaths and narcissists dissect the defining characteristics of these personalities, and most importantly, equip you with the invaluable insights that you need to build self-awareness in the face of these challenging connections. If you've ever found yourself pondering the mysterious traits that distinguish empaths and narcissists, or if you're searching for ways to navigate the complex terrain of such relationships, you've landed in the right place. Emotional navigation can be challenging, But our discussion today is designed to be your compass, helping you chart a course towards healthier, more fulfilling relationships. It's a journey to understanding, self-empowerment, and ultimately healing. Navigating narcissistic relationships can be a tricky one. And the key to survival is recognizing the red flags. Each red flag is a warning sign, not a carnival. The first red flag is the lack of empathy. The first and perhaps most telling red flag in narcissistic relationships is a blatant lack of empathy. Narcissists are often incapable of genuinely understanding or relating to feelings and needs of others. They may feign empathy or use it as a manipulative tool, but when it comes to true selfless compassion, it is often missing in action. Instead, they tend to prioritize their own needs and desires above all else. In my first narcissistic relationship, this used to show up by every emotion or feeling that I had was what he called an overreaction. Literally, if I had any emotion other than pure love or admiration for him, it was an overreaction, and I was quote-unquote embarrassing him. If something traumatic happened to me, like the death of my best friend, he would be incredibly supportive in public and tell me to get over it in private. I never really fully grieved that deep and painful loss and I only realised how much it affected me in recent years. In my second and more advanced relationship with a narcissist, well, because progress right, he would belittle everything I did, said or felt. If it was something he felt potentially competitive with his feelings, he would mirror it and exaggerate. So if I had a headache for example he would have a much bigger one and need all my attention because he really wasn't feeling well and mine was smaller and more manageable right? There was this one time that I had to go in for emergency surgery to get my wisdom teeth taken out as they were causing damage to my lower jaw. It didn't work for him to drop me off or even collect me from the hospital because he had made plans with his friends. So I took a taxi, had the operation and asked a work colleague to please give me a lift back home where I arrived to a full circus of drama because I made him look bad by asking the colleague to drop me off at my house. My face was swollen, I was in pain, I couldn't talk and the first reception I had was how could you do this to me? Did you not think of how it would make me look? You look terrible, go and lie down. I know you're going to say, well, Tennille, why didn't you just leave? My answer is good question. The second red flag is validation seeking. Narcissists have an insatiable appetite for validation. They often seek constant affirmation of their worth, superiority, and brilliance. This can manifest in various ways from needing constant praise to fishing for compliments. In my first relationship, his version of this was to constantly cheat on me and get his validation from the attention of other women. In my next, he was a professional sportsman, so every single week I had to validate his physique, his strength and his talent. If I forgot to do so or I was distracted in any way, it would be played out as the biggest betrayal and end up with some pretty severe consequences. I was working in a global corporate at the time and was pretty financially independent. But he would tell his teammates and anyone that would listen that I relied on him financially. He bought me a car, a house and was always sending me on holidays. (laughs) It's a real pity I never got to see any of these incredible gifts. Red flag number three is the manipulation and gaslighting. Narcissists are masters at manipulation and gaslighting. They may twist the truth, deny their actions, or turn the tables on you, making you question your own reality. I really could spend hours on this one, and it has become such a huge trigger and awareness check-in for me. As an empath, we take most at face value, and the fact that someone we love or trust could deliberately manipulate us is just not a consideration. So when the realization happens, it hurts deeply. I'll be honest i'm still not fully aware when i'm being manipulated as it's still currently happening to me and it's a terrible feeling as i really don't want to live untrusting right the masters at manipulation these narcissists do it in such a way that you feel you need to thank them it's quite a skill the gaslighting is my worst both my relationships found me questioning every single decision, thought, emotion and myself every single day. I had been totally isolated from everyone that I trusted, mainly my family, so I felt like it was me against the world. His main manipulation tactic was due to his profession. It afforded me to attend special events, rub shoulders with the local celebrities and get treated like royalty when I attended his games. When I would try to get out of attending a game, or he felt he was losing control, he would constantly remind me that I was living most of the woman's dreams to be with a professional sportsman, attend prestigious games in a fully catered suite, meet celebrities and be wined and dined at the best establishments. Who did I think I was to take any of it for granted? I could be replaced in a second. And one better, when I am to be replaced? No man would ever want to be with me because there's something wrong with me. He is the only person that would put up with my terrible personality, so I'd better be grateful and show my gratitude. This droned on and on throughout the four years that I was with him, so it inevitably ended up being a belief system, sadly. I've mentioned in previous episodes that I have always felt and still do to a point different and that I don't belong. Now I couple that with master gaslighters, and I was in my own living hell. To say that I felt crazy was an understatement. The friends, well, who I thought were friends, so I used that term very loosely, would participate in a flying monkey situation. To explain, flying monkeys is a term from the Wizard of Oz, where a spell was cast on the monkeys to work against Dorothy. I just felt constantly unsafe. These people who would label themselves as my friends would tell me, you're really difficult to be around. And no doubt I probably was, as I couldn't make a decision, was a chronic people pleaser, was depressed and always anxious. Then they would constantly tell me, you're so lucky to be with a professional sportsman. He's so incredible. He loves you so much. I wish my partner would love me like that at almost every single meet-up we had. I couldn't open my mouth and tell them the truth that behind closed doors I was being physically and emotionally abused. And maybe I didn't say anything to these people because I didn't feel safe. Needless to say, fast forward the years to current times and not one of those humans are in my life, or a second thought for me. Red flag number four, entitlement and control. Entitlement and control go hand-in-hand in, hand in narcissistic relationships. Narcissists often believe that they are entitled to special treatment and that they should have full control over every aspect of the relationship. In both relationships, I never had a voice. I was never allowed to feel. I had to dress and behave exactly as I was told or the consequences were more painful than me just being myself my second relationship was extremely controlling to the point where I just felt like I was a shell. The times that he had to travel for his sport gave me some breathing room, but ironically I faced more anxiety when he was away as I was constantly worrying whether I was doing or saying the right things to try and mitigate anything that would trigger him on his return. When I got home from work every day, I had to hand over my car keys and my handbag and he would go through my phone, my bag and my car every single day. If my mom called me after work hours, he would answer the phone and question what she wanted, sometimes even tell her that I was busy and would call her the following day, as that particular time would not work for his attention seeking for me to be speaking with my family. Talking about this is just crazy, I feel like I'm reciting a movie. Anyway, red flag number five, rage and poor emotion regulation. Narcissists can have intense emotional outbursts, especially when their ego is threatened. They may struggle with managing anger and can erupt into fits of rage. Their hypersensitivity to criticism or perceived slights can cause a tense, unpredictable atmosphere, leaving you anxious and fearful. Depending on where you're at in your relationship with one of these characters, it's not probable that you'll be criticizing them. However, you may be in a room where a friend or a family member might say something that strikes a nerve, and you'll most certainly pay for it. These are my top five of a number of the red flags that should raise concerns. It's important to remember that these red flags really exist in isolation. They often intermingle and reinforce each other, creating a toxic cocktail of emotional turmoil. Recognizing and addressing these red flags is a crucial step in protecting your emotional well-being and finding your path towards healing and self-empowerment. It's a difficult journey, but understanding the signs is a first step to take back control of your life and finding a way to escape their toxic grip the emotional impact of encountering narcissistic red flags in a relationship can be profound and lasting. These red flags are not just warning signs, they're emotional landmines that can trigger a range of painful feelings and reactions. It's crucial to understand the emotional toll these red flags can take, as it's the first step to healing and regaining your control of your emotional well-being. One of the most common emotional responses to narcissistic behaviour is feeling ignored and invisible. When your partner constantly puts their needs and desires above yours, you may start to feel as if your presence doesn't matter. It's a lonely and isolating experience. As a result of the constant devaluation and dismissal of your feelings and needs, it's common to feel unimportant and unworthy. The narcissist's behavior can erode your self-esteem, leaving you doubting your own value. Narcissists excel at manipulation and gaslighting, which can lead to self-doubt and self-questioning. You may begin to question your own perceptions, your memory and even your sanity. The constant denial of their actions and the blame shifting can have you feeling lost and confused. Narcissists often make their partners feel guilty for things that they really shouldn't feel guilty about. This emotional manipulation can lead to rationalization, where you try to justify their behavior or find reasons to excuse it. Living with a narcissist can be a constant source of anxiety, fear and apprehension. You may constantly worry about triggering their anger or facing their unpredictable moods this atmosphere of tension can be overwhelming. The cumulative impact of narcissistic relationships can lead to feelings of depression and confusion. The constant emotional turmoil can leave you feeling drained, hopeless and unsure of how to escape the cycle. In these relationships, it's easy to lose touch with the sense of yourself. The constant focus on the narcissist's needs and desires can make you forget your own wants and identity. The prospect of new conflicts with a narcissist can be overwhelming. You may dread every interaction and anticipate the next outburst or emotional manipulation. These emotional impacts are real and it's essential to acknowledge them. You are not alone in feeling this way. The emotional impact is not a sign of weakness, but a testament to your strength in enduring such challenging circumstances. Recognizing these emotional responses is the first step towards healing and regaining your control over your emotions and your life. Addressing narcissistic red flags in a relationship is challenging, but it's essential for your emotional well-being and personal growth. Let's discuss practical steps that you can take to navigate these challenging waters and find a path to healing. 1. Self-reflection and self-awareness Begin by engaging in self-reflection and self-awareness. It's crucial to understand your own feelings and reactions to the red flags. I totally get that when you're in the thick of a gaslighting situation, you don't trust anything that you feel. So for me personally, journaling my emotions and experiences gave me some clarity. It was a space of non-judgment and just me to be honest about how I actually felt. 2. Mindfulness and grounding. Mindfulness practices such as meditation and deep breathing can help you stay grounded and attuned to your own emotions. These practices can also help you differentiate your feelings from those that you absorb. Mindfulness is a powerful tool for emotional balance. It helps to do this just before you journal, so that you can be clear on what you truly feel versus what you've been told to feel. 3. Education and knowledge. Educate yourself about narcissism and narcissistic personality traits. Understanding the behavior and mindset of narcissists can help you make sense of the dynamics in your relationship. Knowledge is empowering, and for me, it was a true path to healing and getting myself back. There is so much information out there now, and these dynamics I wish was freely available back then for me. 4. Set boundaries Having a clearer understanding about your situation will help you set boundaries. I totally get that you may not want to do this verbatim, so what I did was I did it in my head with myself, and they were really basic boundaries. Each time he crossed them or disrespected them, it was a mental note that I made. It made me stronger each time, and then eventually when I did verbalize my boundaries and I was clear on my communication, it was not met with acceptance, which just gave me more strength and validation. 5. Emotional detachment Once you're on your path of self-reflection, awareness and have the knowledge, My next tip would be to start your emotional detachment. This doesn't mean completely disconnecting, but rather protecting your own emotional well-being. Recognize that you cannot change the narcissist and their behavior is not your responsibility. So start to choose you. Focus on your own self-care and healing, slowly but consistently. Six gradual disengagement if it's safe and feasible consider a gradual disengagement from the relationship plan your exit strategy carefully ensuring your safety and your emotional well-being are top priority seek professional guidance if needed of course if you're in an unsafe environment you need to have emergency contacts and seek assistance to help you safely remove yourself from that environment seven seek support you don't have to go through this journey alone reach out to a trusted friend family member or support group sharing your experiences with others who understand the dynamics of narcissistic relationships can provide emotional validation and valuable insights i know for me personally i did not have a support structure or anyone i could turn to for this so what helped me on my healing journey was educating myself And validating myself. Funnily enough, it was watching other couples and analyzing behaviors as my relationship was a 360 degree difference to what these normal couples had. I'll do an episode on healing in the coming weeks but for now, I want you to remember you are not alone in this journey. You are enough. Addressing red flags and creating awareness in your narcissistic relationship is a powerful act of self-love and self-empowerment. Your well-being and happiness are worth every step of this journey. You've got this. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Ditch the Debate Podcast. If you loved this episode as much as I did, head on over and review and subscribe so you never miss an episode. New episodes drop every single week. I'd love to hear more from you on the topics you want to hear, so head over to the episode link in the show notes and let me know in the comments what you most want to hear next. This is Tanil signing off, I'll catch y'all soon.